Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace show, where we're creating a conversation for what God's doing through Christians in the marketplace. I'm Sean Bowles, and my co-host is Bob Hassan. We interview everyday influencers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs from all areas of industry, exposing you to powerful stories of what God's doing through people just like you. We're also sharing our thoughts about what God's doing in finance, business, entertainment, and politics. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan with my good friend, Sean Bowles. Sean, who do we have on today? You know, we have Kelsey Kemp, who's an ex-tech consultant turned career coach, TEDx speaker, podcaster, and founder of Called Career, a career coaching practice specialized in helping Christian professionals land jobs that they feel called to through a biblical and practical roadmap, which I think is absolutely wild. On top of serving 225 plus clients globally from New York to Sydney, she's also a host of Answer the Call podcast. And she's been featured in Forbes, and she's served as one of the youngest startup mentors for the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship. And I just think it's so fascinating, like when you have someone who's young, she's still in her 20s, who's accomplished this much to be able to talk to them about real life. I feel like a lot of times you get more vulnerability, you get more connection, because they're in it. They're like right in it. So I'm really excited to talk to Kelsey, and I know you're going to want to listen to her up next. My name is Sean Bowles, and I've created an incredible kit for you to use as your church or homeschool or even just home use. I'm going to encourage you to teach your kids how to hear from God. Our kit has a chapter book, a workbook for kids, but there's also a teacher parent guide on how to use these tools to be powerful tools for your child to learn how to hear from God. On top of that, we have a brand new just released teaching series for parents about parenting your kids in the prophetic, how to teach your child how to hear from God. And that particular teaching series is good from anywhere from toddler all the way to teenager. We go through different aspects of how to hear God's voice and what to do when your child is hearing. Like how do you actually celebrate and record and teach them to really have victory in hearing God's voice and to live a lifestyle of that. So we have this incredible package put together for you right now. So make sure to get this offer today. Welcome back. We're here with Kelsey. Kelsey, how are you today? Oh, so good. This is going to be great. Already know it. Well, we're already so excited because just the energy of what you do things, even the pre, you know, talk, I just think you just carry so much. And I'm excited to hear how you got into what you got into because your career is, I mean, it's really God driven. Like he's brought you to some places and spaces that doesn't sound like that was the original trajectory. So kind of bring us on the journey of your career and tell us the story. (laughs) All right. Well, credit to God for this one, because uh, nobody included me expected a disenfranchised 24 year old gal to be able to speak into people's careers when I was the first one that needed help. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really gunning throughout my childhood for a career as a professional ballet dancer. Mm -hmm. Um, It captured my whole heart, like, that is what I wanted so badly. And I pretty much devoted my childhood to that. I was homeschooled, um, trained morning and night, moved away from home to be a part of a boarding school training program. And then right up to the moment when it was all supposed to come to fruition, and I was supposed to audition for professional companies. um, I had a career ending injury that landed me in a wheelchair. Um, and I still was not willing to give up. So I kept on trying to heal and go back, heal and go back three times. And it was like further, um, causing damage to my body. And, uh, it was not my will to stop it, but, uh, a doctor said, you'll be crippled in your feet if you continue. And two, the school I was at said, we'll no longer support you doing this. You're not invited back. Um, and so 
I just kind of picked up as best I could. And that very afternoon started applying to colleges when I I was 18. It was already too late to start oh. for the fall. So I started yeah. as early as I could in the spring, finished college in three and a half years so I could graduate with my peer group. But all the while I was just in business school, like, God, are you going to let me love work again? Mm. Or was that just some childish thing? Are we really not meant to enjoy it? Um, was that all selfish? Do you have a sphere of influence in the ballet world? Whole different story. My identical twin sister now has incredible influence for Christ and is wow. like world known as a mindset coach uh, and a Christian for ballet dancers. Um, but anyway, like God had that as her story, but I was like, are you going to bring that love back for me? Um, but I didn't receive a calling yet. And I was still kind of swimming, trying to do the best I could. So I uh, just took the most impressive job that it seemed other people esteemed <laughs> in my peer group. So I got into tech consulting and my mentor at the time said, what a mistake. He's a three-star army general. So you could kind of picture his voice. I was like, oh, no, what do you mean? No, no, no. I won. Like, this is what you're supposed to do if you're a good business student. Um, but got into that and really experienced a few years of, by the grace of God, becoming intimately aware of the problem I now get to help other people solve, which is wondering, like, does God have a calling for me? Does he still do mm -hmm. that? And biblically, the answer is yes. yes. Praise Jesus that it's yes. Yeah. Um, and is work meant to be like a toilsome curse? No, that's a misinterpretation. Uh, I'm glad you're saying this. I don't uh, want to interrupt you for too long, but just the fact that there's so many people listening right now who they might already be 25 years in their career and they still mm -hmm. feel that way. So I yeah. love that God had you discover it right out of the gate because that's your calling. And so I think it's so, I know there's people listening and watching who are going to say, but really though, like really, because they haven't experienced it yet, but go ahead, keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was my attitude. I was really willing to be wrong. I was especially like uh, at that time, this is like six or seven years ago, millennials were like all in the news. And I was like, oh, dang. <laughs> I am at high risk for just being an entitled millennial that wants to like live my purpose. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, God, you're going to have to tell me what's true because I don't want to slip up here. I don't want to be entitled. But like, do you have a gift here and a purpose here in work that aligns with how you designed me so I don't have to go to work every day and feel like this grates against my design and I'm having to fight tooth and nail to keep up instead of like spending... I was spending all my energy trying to do what I thought was the good Christian thing, which is to be content. But sometimes that's a goes in a, to an inappropriate extent in work. If you're spending all your energy being content, instead of spending all your best energy contributing and being of wow. service, your best service wow. to people, then I would say the enemy is trying to twist that. Um, and so <laughs> anyway, that, that's kind of how God started awakening me to um, know I do have something for you. But I just didn't, ex I was like, cool, give me a career coach. Mm -hmm. I need it. God said, no, it's you. Like, go uh, deploy my soldiers to the stations in society that they were meant to serve in. And that's mm -hmm. when I was like, ha ha, I, you have bad taste. I don't mm -hmm. mean to be offensive, uh, but I, who's going to listen to me? I'm so young. And even before this um uh, honestly, pretty intimidated because I have respected y'all's ministry for quite some time. And I 
still acknowledge that I'm young, but I go back to the verse and the passage that he spoke to me in the beginning, which is when Moses is, you know, there's no new struggle in the world. Moses was the one that said like, Hey, I'm not eloquent. I'm not the guy. And God said, who is it that gives human beings their mouths? Is it not I, the Lord go and I will teach you what to say. And I've just experienced that in the last, like almost six years of doing that, like now go and I will teach you what to say. And I I think that, I'm happy to acknowledge that this is the Lord and not me. It's the Lord. It's the Lord, Kelsey. And, and I think all of us, no matter what our age is, want to discount ourselves for some reason, you, Mm -hmm. because you're young, maybe me because I'm old or maybe me because I don't have enough experience. (laughs) What I've found in, in life talking to leaders like yourself is there's this natural inclination to discount yourself for whatever reason. Yeah. But I think if you're unprepared or underprepared, that's right where God wants you. And you have the humility of heart to recognize that you're his mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. And this is what he's called you to. I have a question for you. Talk to us about the heartbreak that you felt when your ballet career ended, when you knew that your body couldn't mm-hmm. recover and a, a dream that you had had since you were a little girl went away. The, the tension between that and what God was unlocking in the future, how did you handle that? Did you have your parents, your mentors, people around you? Yeah, I, I think given the kind of pang in my stomach that came up when you asked that, I'm not quite sure I have yeah. really reconciled with it. I honestly, um, anytime it has kind of come up for like, okay, Kelsey, you should stop ignoring this. Like that hurt. Um, I have felt like this is just one of those, like, I'm not in heaven yet. I don't get it all. Um, and, but the Lord has given so many joyful things for now. Um, Mm. but at the same time, like, I'm not going to pretend it wasn't gut wrenching or that I had all the patience in the world to go watch my, what a cosmic joke, my identical twin sister, go live my dream. Right. I, I, um, actually like really opened the council on that because I think it's just been easier for me to say, that hurt so much that I'm just going to try to channel my energy to see like, what is for now? What is something that God is allowing? And how can I receive? I I love Tim Keller's uh, book. um, The joy of uh, something like the joy of self forgetfulness, kind of like, Oh, okay, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to just stop obsessing over my dreams. Yeah. And enjoy. I think I think probably you've gone through something at a young age because you're having an influence already at a young age that a lot of people don't get to until later. I mean, for me, I call it the great surrender. Like God asked me to surrender the plans that I had. I was going to go into entertainment. I had full scholarship. I was excited about musical theater. And when I was right, when I was out of the gate at 18, 19, and then God's like, I want you to do ministry. And I never want to do ministry. It was my parents' dream. Like I never wanted to do like speaking on platforms and teaching at Bible schools. And it was a big adjustment to my heart to go, but I do want your dream, which will lead me into a place that I couldn't have gotten to if I did this. And we have all eternity. So in eternity, I know the creative arts will be even more front and center and the identity that I play out in the day to day. But for whatever reason, you're asking me to be this. 
And it was a really hard, hard thing to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to choose what you, because you're going to lead me into a place I couldn't have gotten by my own desires and my own gifts and my own talents that I can recognize. You're, you're recognizing things that you put in me before time began, Ephesians 2, you know. So it's that's to me is one of the hardest things to reconcile when you're following God, because right. to get a God result, there's things that you have to say yes to that you would have never said yes to in your, uh, by him leading you, you would have never said yes to in your own strength of leadership. And I think that's, that's one of the things we find in Exploring the Marketplace a lot is these real conversations where people are like, I wouldn't have chosen this, but I'm so happy for it. I'm so grateful for it. But it doesn't mean that I'm totally reconciled to the fact that this isn't that play anymore or that this isn't what I was doing. Mm -hmm. We talked to athletes, you know, NFL players who've had an injury and they're no longer playing the NFL. And they're like, yeah. that was my favorite time of life. But I love what I'm doing now too. But there's that play. So I think in eternity, we're going to have that fullness of what you felt when you were dancing and how you were impacting, how you were creating that's your eternity forever and ever and ever that will never mm -hmm. stop but there's something where this time is such a gift so when we pour it out like that alabaster jar i'm going way too long but we pour it out like the alabaster jar to jesus and say you can have my the little i have the perfume of my life i give it to you i just think like there's a level of entrustment that heaven does with that that we would never had if we had what we thought would be our best you know wow. That's just my well, opinion. It's, little I, I, did you know, you just really spoke to me because uh, um, I've I've had like I feel like the enemy has caused me to have a great fear of heaven since I was six years old. I've like mm -hmm. really had mm -hmm. like kind of a panic about it, and I've asked other believers, and they're like, "No, I don't struggle with that." I'm like, "Why is this? <laughs> what?" <laughs> but I, it's like God is giving me, and I have thought many times of like, "God, I trust you that I'll get to dance in heaven, and I'll feel that yes. like." redeemed heaven feeling that I felt when I was like on that stage in New York, like I will feel that again, it's coming again. And so I'm glad for anything that I have for God to use to redeem like, man, our hope is in the next life. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is a dress rehearsal, like whatever we love the most here in heaven, we experience a greater fullness than we could ever imagine, you know, it's beyond what we'd hope for imagine. But I want to come back to you because you have love how God's led you since then. So you you hear God to say, deploy my soldiers. Mm -hmm. And then you start like, what happens next? Like, how do you get into a position where you know you're in TED Talks and you've spoken yeah. all these incredible places and done all these incredible things? How did that unfold for you? Slowly. <laughs> so um, I would, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no, but it sure did feel like molasses in the moment. But <laughs> um, so from that moment of being in, that hotel room on a work trip and God just like shocking me with like that thought. And I was like, Whoa, I did not make that up. That is very strangely militaristic. <laughs> so um, from that moment, God actually was not speaking that out of nowhere. I had already been doing a lot of work to do whatever I could to seek, ask and knock to discern what I was called to do. So I did a lot of practical research, uh, self exploration, informational interviews with other people. And that's what I love leading other people through now is like, <laughs> wait and pray for God to encounter you with an answer that could only come from him. But don't be afraid to do your practical due diligence and faithfulness Absolutely. in the meantime. And so I God had already put career coaching on the list of things that were highlighted to me as like, maybe this is a good idea. I also got communal confirmation. And so God, it was really the cherry on top of him saying that. So by that point, I had already been in talks with enrollment for the uh, career coaching certification program uh, that I selected 
And it was like, oh, okay, so I'm just supposed to go for that. So I wasn't starting from ground zero at that moment. So I went through the certification, I quit my job. And God, it's really when I'm in the room somewhere or in the conversation or taking that next step is when he reveals the next step, not the whole staircase. Like we would love that there's some like massive guarantee of success and I'm never going to shed another tear again and I'm never going to mess up, but that's just not this life. So um, yeah, it was uh, about two years of making no money, which no one's surprised. <laughs> um, I cleaned houses in that time. And I worked as the front desk person at a little ballet studio. Absolutely. And I was going from tech consulting, but the Lord told me like, you need to trust me. And you're not going to just build this like the purely logical way of like, try to moonlight it on nights and weekends. First off, what nights and weekends when you're in tech consulting? Mm-hmm. So it just took a lot of time. And it wasn't until year three that I was like, okay, I knew this would happen. Thank you for finally giving this some roots. Yeah. How did you, how did you, and up to year three, continue to trust God? What, did you have a good support system mm-hmm. of people? How did you keep your eye uh, heavenward when you're cleaning houses and you're working at, you know, at the front desk? Yeah. First off, I kind of loved cleaning houses because after such a high stress job, it was super fun to just listen to a podcast. You can come like, anytime. Just yeah. anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. Um, but I, I think, how did I get through it? Um, there was so many times where I said, like, God, if you did not give me parents who were compassionate and understanding and they've started their own businesses mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. that'd be tough but i'd trust like you would provide it in a different way but thanks for this special grace yeah. and then also um my sister and i were starting our businesses at the same time so you know i, I knew i wasn't alone <laughs> and I, I just got to um receive that companionship through us being kind of in the lows at the same time. But what really, really kept me in it is it's kind of what I gave my TED talk about, which is this seed of faith that God gave me at the beginning of he showed me um, another career coach that when I saw her video and I saw her TED talk, I was like, oh, that's for me, isn't it? Like, I want to do what she's doing. I would love to serve people in that way. And as I was watching her TED talk, I thought, okay, I studied her career path. It seems like it took her about three to five years to really hit it. What are the chances that if I gave it like five years, I could achieve at least moderate success in a career like that? Okay, I'd be 31 at the time or like 29 at the time. I'm 29 now. Um, And uh, okay, I... I could give this my 20s. That's fine. And so I just made a deal with myself that this was my five year experiment to devote those five years to the Lord. And he was allowed to let lightning strike at any point in that time, of course, afterwards, too. But um, it allowed me to say I already made a contract for five years. So I'm what am I going to do? Like turn my tears into resignation in year two? No. (laughs) that's so honest that's so real well i think of this too because i I actually have parents regularly i'm regularly you're going to be on my rolodex ask me do you know a good christian who does career coaching because there's just someone out there and they go to like their college Mm -hmm. career coach and there's some good college career coaches but i'm just Mm -hmm. talking about the parents i've talked to and they just get led down these paths where it really has nothing to do with who they are it's really like well you kind of have this talent skill i think if you 
you will have a passion for that if you just pursue it. And they don't, and they're just now stuck. And I feel like this generation, like Generation Z especially, yeah. is getting so stuck by wrong advice and they're not discovering, they're listening, they're just being led into some things or they're doing nothing at all. They're just immobilized mm-hmm. because they can't figure it out. So yeah. what, when, you're, when you've been doing this now for all these years, what keeps you in it? And what are the breakthroughs you see when people make those discoveries? Right. I love it. First off, we have to um, just take inventory of what are the lies that have sponsored your career up until this point, because our strategies for what we have now are 100% effective, like, oh, okay, like whatever results I have today, the strategies I've been using got me here. And so has it been a lie around like, oh, I'd have to go back to school if I really like wanted to do something meaningful, or I'm, I'm a senior level professional, I'd have to start at the bottom of the totem pole, or uh, I don't really want to work at a nonprofit. Sorry. But if that's like, who has the <laughs> corner of the market on meaningful work, then like, Oh, I guess it's not for me. Um, yeah. And all of those are just lies. <laughs> and so I love um, to see people first off, start with truth. And I'm not just giving them encouraging little quips, like we go to the Bible, Um, And then also we go through a prayer process that I really learned from Jamie Winship, who does identity work um, Mm -hmm. with Identity Exchanges, his ministry of like helping them receive an understanding of their identity and what God says is true and confessing their fears and instead of just believing them. And so then that allows us to go on to the real work objectively, where we can say, okay, well, for God, nothing's off limits. So I'm going to... actually take out that old like closet full of ideas that I've really wanted to see happen and actually bring them to the light and see like, could they happen? Wow. And, and I'm not going to disparage them. I'm not going to tell them a lot of the things that I was frustrated with when I was seeking out different career advising. It's like, oh, well, I see that you were in, like, you were a supply chain management major. And so maybe you should like be in procurement. I'm like, my career does not have to make sense to the world. Okay. Like I just want to objectively. <laughs> yeah consider like, God, what is it for me? And then be willing to sacrifice to get there. Like I'm not an instant success. It was like three years of cutting my own hair. Okay. <laughs> like I looked ugly, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Kelsey, you're such a breath of fresh air. I, I love what you're saying. Uh, you said something in our pre-show that I want you to repeat about uh, working and sleeping. Mm. Oh, I love this one. So um, I have felt kind of one of the key theological questions that my work is pinned on is how do I figure out what's up to me versus what's up to God? Uh, And if you skew too much on one side of that extreme, you're either going to sit around, do nothing and blame God for your lack of results, (laughs) or you're going to say it's 100% up to me and sponsor all your own idols. And then maybe have that crash and burn because God wasn't in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the happy middle here is as best, as I could figure, there is this paradox that we see in the Bible of free will is real. Mm -hmm. Our responsibility is real. Our call to faithfulness, not a joke. Um, At the same time, if we thought that all of our, (laughs) I, I love how Tim Keller says, if you really believed you were the captain of your own ship, you wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. If you really believed that, everything would be your fault. And you can't really look all that in the face because there's no uh, story of God's grace in that. And so um, 
conversely, like you do have to like get up and go to work and not over spiritualize things. So um, I see biblically, like really, I simplified it into you have to work as if and lead your day as if it's all up to you and then sleep as if it's all up to God. Mm. so good well, that's kind of the only way i figure yeah, we can handle it. things I love that too. when you made that quote i was like oh my gosh i need to put that on my mirror and i don't do mirror quotes <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like i need to put that right there. well tell us how people can get a hold of you and what you have available because i want people to be able to access your services i just think so many people have someone in their life that is saying i want to dream i want to but i want to do it with real feasibility and that's the hardest part is that you'll go to like a group at church and they'll tell you like, you can do whatever you want, but there's no process to it. So yeah. then people try something for the first time and hit a crash and then they get stuck again because they're like, it didn't work. See, but they didn't try it for years. They tried it one time because they didn't really go through a real process. And I love that you provide, at least you, you talk to people about real process. So mm-hmm. tell us, tell us website, email, whatever you want to give us. Yes. My motto is biblical plus practical. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so um, ways that people can get a hold of me is you could go to well, depending on when this airs, I'm currently going through a renaming of my website right now. It's KelseyKemp.com. I just didn't have time for creativity. Um, and uh, later around Thanksgiving, it'll be the called career. Um, so and because now it's not just me, I have helped so we can help more people. Um, and awesome. my amazing co career coach, Audrey is also um, co laboring with me in all of this. So you could find us at the called We also do answer the call podcast. And um, I have free resources available. And we're also expanding uh, our service offerings so that we have financial aid options as well as full service options for professionals who are super busy and need things taken off their plate. How about social media, Kelsey? I should be better at that. Oh. Um, so you can go to my graveyard of an Instagram, Kelsey <laughs> underscore the called career. Um, or you could go to LinkedIn, which I prefer more. Um, and uh, I'm at Kelsey Kemp over on LinkedIn. Well, well Kelsey, you. thank you so much. You've, you're, you're so amazing. I, <laughs> I know our listeners and viewers are going to reach out to you and, and we just loved having you on. Up next, we have uh, Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. I'm Sean Bowles, and I'm going to invite you to our Spiritual Growth Academy online, where you can attend a four-week class or an event every month. Plus, our back catalog is available to you as well on spiritual gifts, especially hearing God's voice, and also a deeper connection to the Holy Spirit and how to walk with Him in real ways in the days we're living in right now. Come join us at Spiritual Growth Academy by going to bowlesministries.com and clicking on the Academy button. Welcome back to Final Thoughts with Sean and Bob. Well, Sean, that was a, a vulnerable uh, a vulnerable interview. I, I loved her heart, and I loved how she she talked about some of these, like being a ballerina and, and losing that, uh, but following God and listening to his call. And I, th- I think for all of us, we can all look back on our lives where something was what we felt was taken away and was a, was a big transition in our life. And, and then we could have watched where God moved us. I thought it was a really beautiful uh, listening to her. I did too. And I think it goes back to the theme of God always recreates destiny or sometimes has us pivot onto something, whether it was taken away from us or he asked us to sacrifice it because he wants a different result out of our life. And I think that that's something that a lot of Christians don't talk about. We talk about living your best life now. And I love that message, but living with, you know, out of purpose, living out of passion and all these things that you and I have talked about many times on the show, 
that there's times you're not living out of your passion, you're living out of obedience to God. Right. And you're living out of obedience and sacrifice and you're, bu you're building character and you're being faithful to things and you don't know why. You're just, you know, he's your why. The career's not your why. The decisions on the table aren't your why. He's your why. And I think that's really hard. But when you, when you hear someone like her who's so young and so in it, like she's still in it. She's in the beginning of her career in a lot of ways. Even though she's very effective in her career right now. I'm just excited to see who she'll become as she makes these choices because, yeah. you know, there, there's, you don't, you don't get promoted in this, in a sense of spiritual authority to impact and transform culture. If you don't have these lessons of learning what the surrender is and learning how to walk with God in real ways. And, and she, she's yielded to the Lord and, and she's taking the lessons and these walks through the valley of the shadow of death that we all have. Uh, she's taking this walk with her eyes open and she's moving forward and helping people. And I think we could all see and hear that she has a high call in her life and yeah. that, that there are, when you have a high call in your life, there's obstacles. And that's why you need a good community of people around you that you can mm -hmm. have, you can speak to, you can pray with, you can get comfort from courage from. And, and she, she does have that. And I, I'm looking forward to having her back in, you know, a number, maybe next, maybe next, uh, maybe next season to see what God is doing, because I think we're going to see some amazing things happen with her. Well, and even more than her, I think there's a lot of people you might be watching or listening and just thinking like, man, I'm, my trajectory of my life is totally different than I thought. And you're still discovering purpose. And I love that she's helping people discover yes. purpose and purpose is so important to what we do. And a lot of times we don't even have, full passion, but we know the purpose. So we, we don't know, like maybe the task we're doing to reach that purpose isn't what we're passionate about mm -hmm. yet. But I love when you have that purpose. And I know for me, I've had, I, I did 25 years of ministry that I didn't want to do. It was the kind <laughs> of ministry I didn't want to do, obeying God, just saying, yeah. God, I'll do this. I'll preach all these churches. And it was good. It was all good stuff. It wasn't like, I didn't hate it. But it wasn't like, I didn't feel like I was in my lane of purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, passion. I was, but I was in my lane of purpose. It was like, God's like, I know how to lead you where you need to go. Like the children of Israel through the desert to get into my promise and my purpose. And so I, I think there's something about the process that we don't talk about enough with people where it's like, Joseph was in prison. He was in lesser mm -hmm. opportunities before he ever went into the, the fullness. And I think we all go through that. And I think sometimes we feel trapped by the fact that we don't say, I wake up today and go, I love every 18 hour of my job. You know, it's like, <laughs> actually today, I don't want to do my job. But you know, there's times I've, I remember waking up like that, but I'd look at him and I'd be like, you're worth it. I look at my family, you're worth it. I look at myself, you're worth it. And I think that's a big one for people when you're watching and listening to maybe you don't ever have that conversation amongst your friends, but you can have it here. So make sure to have that conversation with us. Tell us how you're growing, how you're learning. You can leave a testimonial of this podcast on any podcast server that you listen to it on, or you can write us at info at bullsministries.com and tell us what's going on in your life. We'd love to partner with you. Go to bullsministries.com and you can click on give or donate or partner and you become a partner or a one-time donor to help this show and episodes like it be made every week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for exploring what God is doing in the marketplace with us. We have amazing resources for you at our website with free videos, Take an online class with us at our online school, Spiritual Growth Academy, or get one of our books, including the one Bob and I author together, Wired to Hear. We have lots of ways to connect with you. Come visit us on social media. Just look for at Sean Bowles or at Bob Hassan or visit BowlesMinistries.com. This show is made possible by listeners just like you. 
Become a partner or donate now to become part of our team. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it on your socials or help us review it on the podcast server you found us on. See you next time.